Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Whole Church Podcast. Uh, as always, brought to you by our wonderful patrons over on patreon.com forward slash whole church podcast. You guys are brilliant, wonderful, and the best people we know. Um, today, we are joined, as always, with my co-host, TJ Tiberius Juan Blackwell. Hello. And I'm also here with two extremely special guests, um, people I've come to know as both my friends and mentors. I have the highest respect for these guys. We have Reverend Kino Kennedy of the Union Bethel Church here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And we are also joined by none other than Pastor Will Rose of God Loves Geeks and also of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Guys, thank you so much for joining. Welcome to the show. Glad to be back. Yeah, thanks for having me back. This is great. Yeah, and uh, we are today going to talk about uh, something else Pastor Will did. Uh, he does God Loves Geeks. Um, and then naturally, I started thinking about, man, who else have I geeked out about? I remembered some Star Wars conversations I had with Kino, and I was like, we got to get him in on this. And we actually birthed a whole new podcast from that that we're also going to talk about during today's episode. It's going to be Systematic Geekology. It's going to be coming out two days from when this episode releases. So you guys be watching that October 7th. Big launch date for that. We're really excited for that. Um, before anything else, you guys know I love reviewing audience engagement. But this one I'm a little disappointed in. Uh, for Fun Day Friday, we asked all you guys what animal you would most like watching play hockey. And uh, Miss Diane said, definitely not ducks. And I, I'm just, I'm sad about that. I love the Mighty Ducks and would love to watch real ducks play hockey. Um, <laughs> just anti-Mighty yeah. Duck slander. Yeah, just hurt my feelings, honestly. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so today's silly question to go with the theme. Uh, and you guys know uh, silliness, my favorite form of unity, so we always start there. Uh, if you were a superhero's sidekick, which hero would you want to be the sidekick to? And as always, TJ and I will answer first, give you time to think about it, and then uh, we'll let you guys play rock, paper, scissors, see who gets to go next. Um, TJ, did you want to go first for this one? Sure. Uh, the, the, there's a right answer to this, I think. Uh, but it's really a right not answer. Uh, it's any superhero but Batman. <gasps> yeah, I mean, definitely not Batman. I, I could see a that. gas from Kina. <laughs> gas. I heard Look, a gas. Yeah, I, I think that's good. Listen, I, Batman's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I think what TJ's getting at, it, it just all of his sidekicks die, right? Yes. Yeah. The danger level is extremely high. Absolutely. Right. But you is either, it worth it? You you either die, become Nightwing, or become Red Hood. But it could be worth it. I mean, Nightwing's pretty... pretty Nightwing cool. is sick. Red Hood's also cool. Anyway, I'm going to say Aquaman. Oh, fun. Yeah. 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 Be you get to hang out at the beach. That's pretty cool. Um, Yeah, so my answer is, is pretty lame because it's pretty basic. Uh, it's going to be Spider-Man, but... I want to put the caveat that only Spider-Man after he's become a college professor, not like young Spider-Man, he'd get on my nerves, but like the more mature one who's still funny, but he has a lot to teach me and a lot that I could learn. And I think I'd enjoy that experience. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Kino, Will, who wants to go next? All right, I'll go. Uh, Batman. (laughs) (laughs) I hate to see it. And 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 the only reason is because Batman knows everyone's fail safe. He knows everyone's secret to stop them from ever becoming bad. 
And that, so I want to I want to learn that from him. That's true. He so, doesn't know how to stop his sidekicks from dying. No, he does not. <laughs> that is that is. Uh, Listen, I think that's, can take that's care of himself. You know, once once I learn what I'm learning, I'm I'm moving on. I'm becoming night age <laughs> two two point oh, intern two point Don Wing Don Wing. Oh, <laughs> All right, Pastor Will, uh, who's sidekick? Yeah, I, I, as uh, someone who grew up at the beach and is a lifelong surfer, I gotta respect the Aquaman sidekick. That's pretty awesome. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna cool. go with. I, I was thinking about this and and being a big fan of dogs. I think I would want to be Crypto's sidekick, mm. not have Crypto nice. as my sidekick, but I would follow Crypto around and whatever Crypto wants me to do to help him out in his daily life and routine. Um, I will be there for Crypto. So Crypto nice. sidekick. Yeah. You know, I come to think that. of it, being a Robin or Nightwing sidekick might work out too because uh, they're probably got it in their mind that you could die. They're looking for that, you know? Yeah, yeah. they got it. That's good so, on to the, the real show, as much as we love the silly question. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Will, could you tell us about how and why you started God Loves Geeks and uh, remind us what it is exactly? Yeah. So, um, yeah, God loves geeks. Like every every good story or comic book or superhero has to have a good origin story, right? So uh, 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 let me share with you the origin story of God loves geeks. It it really started um, at my church in South Carolina, serving Christus Victor Lutheran in, in Columbia, South Carolina, and right when the Marvel movie started emerging uh, and becoming more popular. We found that after church, there was a group of us kind of geeks and comic book fans and sci-fi fans who were huddling in the narthex going, well, what did you think? What is your hot take? What did you like about this? What did you like about that? What could they have done better? And eventually we were like, you know, why are we doing this for just five or 10 minutes in the narthex at the church? Why don't we uh, literally move it from the narthex into the sanctuary? Let's have this conversation not on the... Uh, kind of fringes of our conversation of, of the church or congregation or community of faith, but let's bring it to the center, into the sanctuary and be intentional about what we're talking about. And so we created uh, like a, like a book club that where we would pick a comic book or a graphic novel or go see a movie together and then gather back together as a group, as a fellowship group and talk about, you know, what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it, but then also tease out the important theological and philosophical questions that were emerging uh, in this story. Every good story has redemption arc or uh, ask some big questions like, what does it mean to be human? Is there a purpose behind the universe? What makes a hero? What makes a villain? Uh, am I the hero or the villain in my own story? And so with each of these stories, uh, we we had these conversations. We go around the room and uh, each month, someone would take on and, and choose uh, this week or this month, we're going to read this X-Men uh, comic book arc and then talk about it. And the next person would say, well, let's read this science fiction novel and come back and talk about it or go see this movie together. So we kind of took turns like a book club, choosing the reading or topic for the next time. Um, eventually, um, uh, left Christmas Victor uh, on great terms. It's a great church, but uh, it's time for my family to, to move. And so we moved to Chapel Hill and, and immediately one of the first things I did in Chapel Hill and my church here at Holy Trinity was, hey, where are my geeks? Where are my nerds at? Where, <laughs> let's get, uh, I'm going to start this God Loves Geeks book club and I'd love for you to be part of it. And of course, like in every sitting uh, that you're part of, there's going to be a Star Wars fan or a Spider-Man fan or anime fan. And, and, and so we 
gathered together and started having the book club here. And then I found a new comic shop. I had to find my, <laughs> my local comic shop and and met the owner and manager there. And I and I asked if I could put up a flyer for God Loves Geeks and share with him that I was a pastor in town. And this isn't just uh, uh, soliciting anything to bait and switch anybody or no Trojan horse to, to trap people, to attack people, but to say we're genuine, authentic geeks. We want to have these conversations. And if you want to take it to a more intentional, deeper level and talk about philosophy and theology, then this is the group for you. And, and, um, and that opened up a relationship with, um, with, with the guys at, at ultimate comics and Alan, who also happened to be, uh, the director of North Carolina comic con. And, and as he, uh, as Alan saw that I was doing this God leagues book club, he said, why don't you do a finding God in comics panel at, at North Carolina comic con? I was like, absolutely. And so he opened up some, some space for me to lead and moderate a panel um, called God Loves Geeks or Finding God in Comics. And that created even more relationships and letting people know that, look, you can be a person of faith uh, and geek out on these things at the same time. It doesn't have to be either or. It doesn't have to be a false dichotomy if you have to choose one or the other. Uh, but you can be a geek and a person of faith uh, at the same time. So it just kind of blossomed and grew from that. And then even my own colleagues in in the Lutheran church here in North Carolina, around the country. Um, I've done workshops for, for ministers to talk about how to have these conversations with the youth in their churches and, and young adults or really people of all ages that geek out on these things. And there's nothing trademarked about God loves geeks. Um, I haven't written my book yet or trademarked that phrase. I've just given people permission. Why don't you start your own God loves geeks book club in your own church and start engaging this, uh, tool of entertainment uh, for your folks to, to think intentionally about what these um, stories are, are asking or wrestling with. As we've seen with these movies, man, trauma and, um, and grief and um, loss, they're, they're wrestling with all these things that are really prominent in our, in our culture and, and history right now. And, and these movies are, are sadly, some of them are doing even better than the church are doing. So how do we have these conversations? Yeah. Not just in the narthex, but also in in the in the sanctuary, in the heart of where we do uh, faith together. Yeah, yeah, and um, we're actually going to be for the bonus episode. We're basically going to be doing just that. We're going to be discussing uh, some important stories to us and looking at some of the theological implications. Uh, Pastor Will and I are going to be talking about uh, Thor. So if you guys check in tomorrow, we'll be doing a bonus episode. We're going to talk about that. And Kino and TJ are talking about an anime. Which anime did y'all choose, Kino? Oh gosh. Um... Was it? Uh, it was uh, Black uh, Blue Exorcist. Blue Exorcist. Mm. Nice, nice, nice. Hey guys, we just wanted to take a quick break to tell you a few ways that you can support the Whole Church Podcast, your favorite Church Unity podcast. Yeah, so you can sign up for our newsletter at our website or by emailing us at thewholechurch at gmail You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You could share this episode on your own social media. You could donate to us on Cash App with the tag that's in the show notes. You could follow us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the whole church podcast. You can subscribe to this show wherever great podcasts are found, or you could rate us on Apple Podcasts or Podchasers. Especially that last one. It's a really great way for us to get recognition, not only from the community, but from people looking to find new good podcasts. Yeah. So let's get back to the show then. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Sorry, I know, I know I'm, all, I'm all over the place. Um, I get excited about this topic. Um, Pastor Will, uh, you, you mentioned going to Comic-Con, and you told us there was a story you, you'd like to share quickly with us about um, a young lady that you were able to impact with this ministry, right? Yeah, so um, having that space and, and opportunity to, to lead and moderate some panels at North Carolina Comic-Con, you know, it's kind of a weird – usually, sadly – they're the kind of the street preachers outside of Comic-Con yelling at people going in, telling them they're going to burn in hell because they're <laughs> reading these stories or dressed up as this character. And and uh, I I just want to express over and over again that that's not the God I believe in. That I'm not on the outside with a sign yelling at people, but rather I'm on the inside geeking out with people and um, having a conversation with people wherever they are in their journey of, of belief or non-belief. And so doing this uh, panel of Finding God in Comics um, there's one particular panel I was doing, and we were talking about some of the themes that we find in these stories that we love and are entertained by and, and where we see God in them or, or faith emerging. And, and I noticed there was a girl in, in the back who was uh, dressed in red. I couldn't tell. And I don't remember if it was either the Scarlet Witch or a Little Red Riding Hood, but I could just tell she had a cool cosplay um, outfit on. And, and she's got stood out in my mind. And later on in the Comic-Con, um, I went down to the floor and was looking through the dollar bins and, and meeting some creators and authors and getting autographs and having a great time. And then I was riding the escalator uh, back up to the parking garage and ended up being right beside this girl. I was like, oh, I know you. Yeah, you were in my panel earlier today. Uh, what did you think? And she looked at me just deadpanned and said, you know, I didn't know I could be both. Mm -hmm. I said, what? And she goes, I didn't know that I could be both a person of faith and uh, geek out on these stories that I love so much that you gave me permission that I that I could be both. And I was wow. like, man, if it, if it was just one person that was impacted by the, these panels that I've done, that's that's what I want to express to to folks is that you you don't have to choose one or the other. Now, of course, you can think critically about these things. There's toxic fandom, not only in the church but also in in um, in people who love Star Wars or anime or comic books. There's uh, a lot of exploitation and, and the way that uh, women or others are portrayed in these books. And so you got to got to think through those things. What's healthy, what's beneficial, what's uplifting for folks. So we're not saying there's just everything's a go, um, but but that it, it doesn't have to be an either or. You can be yeah. a person of faith and, and geek out on the things you're passionate about. Which gives us a good idea of what we're going to be talking about in systematic ecology, too, because some of what he just was talking about. Uh, Pastor Will, you also cover in episode one, because, you know, I, I edit all the episodes. I, I know what happens in them. And uh, <laughs> Kino and TJ and Ali Koontz and uh, Joe, Joe Day, uh, talk about some of the uh, how women are portrayed in mm. anime. So, hey, this is a good taste of what's coming. Um, there you go. I, I want to throw a question out to the person I know will answer this the most brief. Um, hey, TJ, you're you're the host of a, a Church Unity podcast. Uh, could you tell me in what ways do you think this kind of topic, examining a common interest like this, could help us with Christian unity? Right. So any two people can connect over anything as long as they share a stance on that thing. And that's obvious. Most people don't put it into <laughs> words. But based off of that connection, when two people share an interest, they can start 
becoming more similar in other things, especially things that they already sort of have similar interests in. Like, Will, you're Lutheran? Mm -hmm. I'm not Lutheran, but I know Will and I enjoy a bunch of the same things. So if for whatever reason I I was hostile towards the Lutheran church, uh, knowing a guy like Will would help me, you know, see that, you know, there's no reason for that. We're the same. It humanizes the... Not not the enemy, but it humanizes the other. You know, a lot of times we paint, um, you know, uh, we're more Arminian and maybe you're more Calvinist and ah, we don't, you know, we don't relate. But, you know, once you see, hey, man, you, you like that Spider-Man comic, too? All, all of a sudden, that's another human who you happen to have a disagreement with. So, yeah, I think that's um, it's key. And that's a large part of why we're stemming off and doing some of the systematic ecology stuff. Really hope you guys check out that podcast. Um, Reverend Kino, you told us that. One of your favorite fandoms is anime. Could you tell us some about how you got into anime? Yeah, so my first exposure to um, anime was truly like like following following was Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Nice. And in high school, my friends and I would go over a, uh, one of our friends' home every day after school to watch Dragon Ball Z. And then have discussions about it, what we expect is going to happen. I will never forget when uh, Goku finally turned into Super Saiyan. He was fighting <laughs> Vegeta on Planet Namek. Uh, it it that changed the whole game. So so for me, it, it was Dragon Ball, um, Dragon Ball Z, and then uh, it evolved from there to other animes. Um, but for me, it's it's Dra- Dragon Ball. Is 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 the number one for me? All right, nice. Dragon Ball That's Z nice. is like the gateway drug into anime. It is. It is, but and like a positive it's, drug, of yeah, course. It's, but it's very yeah. addictive, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. hmm. Maybe habit forming. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, well, it's like that serialized storytelling. Like the, you know, any good story, like a TV show or anime or a comic book, has a has a great final cliffhanger or final page that makes you want to pick up the story again and see what happens next. And so, um, yeah, I think that Dragon Ball Z did that. They, they left some good cliffhangers. What What's going to happen next? What's the next episode? And makes you keep coming back, coming back for more. Yeah, that was, oh, yeah. This is just a huge side note, and, and we can't get distracted by this. But I'd like to say that that's a, that was my problem with um, the Outer Bank show on Netflix. It was not a good show at all, but man, the twist just kept coming, and I was like, I have to know what happens. I hate this show, but yeah. I still got to know. <laughs> no, it never fails. Everybody geeks out on something, even out of bank. You don't even have to be safe space. Yeah. You can geek yeah, out we'll on sure. I'm just not embarrassed by anything. Outer Banks and Gilmore Girls are all both good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, man. that never fails, you know? Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. And I will. You're like I will. <laughs> yeah, I sure will. But uh, anyway, if you listen to the show, you know we'll do a speed round. Sometimes, usually about theological beliefs. This time, we're doing it a little differently. So, we thought it'd be fun to do, uh, you know, like our geekdom speed round. Uh, you have to answer each question in under a sentence, or say pass if you don't have one, or you can't answer it quickly enough. 
Josh and I will also be participating in this one, uh, you know, as opposed to the norm. No follow-up questions, though. That stays the same. Oh, that's rough. So, we're going to start with Josh. Are you ready? I I guess I gotta be. What is your favorite comic book arc? Um, the the new the Kamala the first Kamala Khan comic series, super mm. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kino, Kino, what is your favorite comic book arc? Uh, pass. I don't have any comic books mm. I'm mm-hmm. currently into. Right. Uh, my favorite comic book arc uh, was Blackest Night, Green Lantern. Uh, Will, what is your favorite comic book arc? Astonishing X-Men by Joss Whedon and John Cassidy. It was kind of my gateway back into comics and just loved every single issue and couldn't wait to read the next one. Great stuff. Uh, Josh, what is your favorite superhero movie? Captain America, The Winter Soldier, hands down. All right. Kino, what is your favorite superhero movie? Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice. My my favorite superhero movie is Underdog. I will not be answering questions. <laughs> nice. Will, what is your favorite superhero movie? I don't know how to follow that one since I'm not allowed to ask, but it makes me want to go back and watch that. DJ, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little bit and say since it's a two parter, Infinity War and Endgame, just because they just stuck the landing and in, in years of Marvel movies. Mm, right. Yeah. All right, Josh, what is your favorite nerd-based movie franchise? Movie franchise? Um, Either Star Wars or Indiana Jones. I can't decide. All right, Kino, same question. Uh, Transformers. Ooh. Hmm. That's a good answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have to go with pass. All right, Will, hmm. uh, what's uh, your favorite? Star- Star Wars, hand down, hands down, Star Wars. All right. Josh, favorite anime? Uh, One Piece, hands down. (laughs) Kino, favorite anime? Currently, Demon Slayer. Oh, that's good. Uh, My favorite anime? Also One Piece. Nice. Can't put it down. I'm going to get matching tattoos. Can't wait. (laughs) Will, favorite anime? I'm going to project myself into the future on September 22nd. And when Star Wars Visions comes out, I'm going to love that more than any anime that's ever been out ever. <laughs> Good answer. Fear. Josh, what is your least favorite movie in the MCU? Uh, Iron Man 3. Very easy. True. Kino, least favorite MCU movie? Iron Man 3. I have to agree. <laughs> right. Uh, mine is Iron Man 3. Who could have guessed? Nice. <laughs> uh, well, actually. And, no, yeah, I'm right. And, I, and I'm really tempted to say Iron Man 3, but I'm going to go off just a little bit and say Captain Marvel. Only, not because it threatens my manhood in any way of the strong female character. It's just one of those movies that I just can't get that. It's, it's a little stale to me. And that's the one that I least rewatch the most for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Josh, favorite geek TV show? Uh, Doctor Who. God, so good. Kino, favorite geek TV show? Bass. My favorite geek TV show, I'd have to say Futurama. Nice. Will, favorite geek TV show? I'm going to say 
I'm going to say Lost, just because I know it's it's way back when, but it, it was filled with Star Wars and comic book Easter eggs, and I think it emerged at a time when message boards and the internet was just started popping and the theories of what was going on. So I'm, we're, we're big fans of Lost in our, um, in our household. Right. Josh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Uh, I recently started watching Star Trek, and I love it, but it's nowhere near as good as Star Wars. Kino, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. I choose Star Wars. Will? The Wars. <laughs> no surprises there. Uh, <laughs> Josh, Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? I love Harry Potter, so Lord of the Rings. Right. Kino, <laughs> Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? Uh, I, I like Harry Potter. All right. I choose Lord of the Rings, personally. Uh, Will? Lord of the Rings, uh, Tolkien and, and C.S. Lewis were my gateway into uh, diving deep into theology. So I got to give yeah. props to Lord of the Rings. Yep. All right. Last one. Josh, what has been your biggest disappointment in any geek media? How the MCU has handled the Mandarin character. My favorite <laughs> villain. Mm. Kino, biggest disappointment in any geek media. Um, the time span in which Dragon Ball Super is coming back. <laughs> All right. Uh, for me, it's the decanonization of Dragon Ball GT. It didn't deserve that. Mm -hmm. Will, what has been your biggest disappointment in any geek media? Man, it's the is I love these movies, but I have to say Disney's sequel trilogy of Star Wars only because they just did not put. Han, Luke, and Leia, and Chewie on the Falcon again. It's just uh, it's sinful that they didn't put them all on the Falcon at one time. can't believe they didn't do that. All right. Good speed round, everyone. Good speed round. I have everyone plenty of follow-up questions, but I, I will save them for uh, so, some other time. I talk to these guys more frequently these days, um, so I'm sure I'll get to ask them. Um, and if you guys want to ask them, go to systematicgeekology.org Go to contact on the link and uh, drop the question, and I'll ask them for you. Yeah, um, I can just see a bunch of geeks out there <laughs> yelling at their phones or computers or wherever they're listening to this. They're yelling like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> and so they can hit us up on social media, and, and they can add us wherever they want to. Yeah, yeah. But especially that website thing, too. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, what's something uh, – this is no longer speed round. Um, this is just something we thought would be cool. Um, and uh, TJ and I'll answer this one too. What's something geeky that has made a major impact on you? Um, TJ, did you want me to go first or you want to go first? You can go first. Okay. Uh, I'm going to piggyback off of one of my um, speed round answers. Uh, the Kamala Khan Miss Marvel series made a huge impact on me um, just because it came out in a time that I was actually spending a lot of time around uh, different Muslim communities at college and trying to learn how to witness to them. And it kind of gave me an inside look at what real lives are like, as opposed to what the media portrays things as. And I was like, okay. And it really helped my ministry with that. So that was um, super cool for me. Um, TJ, what's something geeky that's made a major impact on you? Yeah. Uh, so I never talk about it to anyone unless it's, you know, a couple of good friends I have that are huge into it, but it's Naruto, uh, you know, Naruto, the original series, Naruto, Never broke a promise. Always did what he had to do. That was his ninja way. And I was like, I, I want to be a ninja. That's my ninja way now. I'm Naruto. Hmm. Uh, so that has been huge for me. 
Mm. And just always has been. Man, now I want to change mine to an anime and uh, make it the one, the time in One Piece where the uh, the cherry blossom filled the island and they saw how beauty can heal people. That was super cool. Also made a big impact on me. I could keep going, but I probably shouldn't. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kino, Reverend Kino, uh, what's something geeky that's made a major impact on you? So, so um, listening to you all um, just makes me feel bad about saying this. Um, because it's, it seems so philosophical and life changing, but for me, it's uh, Demon Slayer. Um, that was the anime that really turned me on to reading mangas. Because uh, before I just watched the anime, just like ah, whatever. I just watched the cartoon; it's better. Um, but with <laughs> this, this Demon Slayer, it changed my my perspective, especially when it ended. Uh, I had to know how it was ending, and I was watching other people's reviews of what it was. I'm like, man, let me just go and find out for myself. And I was, I'm, I'm forever hooked, forever hooked. Yeah. And I got to say for those listening who are like, Oh, demon slayer, that sounds wicked. Uh, listen to episode four of systematic ecology. They, they talk about why you shouldn't feel that way. Um, <laughs> there's, there's nothing wicked uh, about it. Yeah. I'm gonna let you know, Reverend Kino might, may or may not tell you to grow up. Uh, um, <laughs> Pastor Will, uh, what's up the geeky that's made a major impact on you? Yeah, well, I'll just first say, like, you know, I don't think you have any apologies. If there's any kind of geeky things that can expand your universe and see it in a deeper, bigger way, then that that that's kind of why we do what we do. That's awesome. I think that's great. And I love it that when shows and movies can lead us to the source material to read the books and, and that kind of stuff. So um, for me, I, I'll say um, just kind of my experience with North Carolina Comic Con and being invited to do panels. I mean, there's kind of a huge, of course, huge geek community surround there and uh, a lot of unchurched people and and a place where people discover community and belonging. And so me being invited into that space uh, to help moderate conversations around theology and philosophy and, and these stories that we love so much has been life changing for me. And, and not only helping breaking people's stereotypes of ministers, but also me listening to others who may see the world in a different way and and helping understand them and their perspective and where they are in life and faith or no faith. And, and so it's really helped widen my universe and get to know uh, a really special community. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, man, that's super cool. And if, if you're listening to this uh, and I know I already mentioned the website once, but we, we actually, we would love to hear what you guys are geeking out on and what's made a major impact on you from geek culture, you know, maybe star Wars, a new hope, changed your theology in some way and we'd we'd love to know how i mean that's super cool um so yeah just go to systematicecology.org hit the contact we want to hear from you guys um and that's you know usually we ask for one practical thing everybody can do to help engender unity in the church and um i I feel like we've already given them so much practical stuff right you can go you can come converse with us i mean that's something super cool to do or you could do like pastor will's been saying uh, God loves geeks. You can go to God loves geeks website, uh, which he'll remind me if it's .com or .org in a second. <laughs> and you can start your own God loves geeks club and kind of pull in people from different faiths. And that is a way that you can express unity. And uh, if you want to know what it looks like again, tune in tomorrow, we're going to do a bonus episode where we do just that. Um, 
Pastor Will, what is it? What is it? Is it dot com? You know, I don't even know where the website. I know I'm on Facebook. There's a God Loves Geeks group on Facebook, and they can just hit me up. And um, yeah, I'm embarrassed that the God Loves Geeks website is probably very outdated. But but yeah, uh, just just contact me or hit me up through the Systematic Geekology website, and then if if uh, I can give you any helpful suggestions for for readings or movies or a way to kind of kick it off, um, I'll be happy to kind of help you create your own. Sweet. Awesome. Uh, my friend, my friend Hawk just texted me out of nowhere. I haven't talked to him in a while. He said <laughs> we have to invert the Mobius strip because we, <laughs> we watched him together and we thought it was so dumb because it doesn't do anything. But anyway, <laughs> geeky uh, conversations. Like, uh, yeah. Anyone who who's a fan of Doctor Who, if you're talking to them and you're not sure how to do something, they're most likely to say reverse the polarity because that's his answer to literally everything. Right. Makes no sense. On to our show. Uh, we, <laughs> we like to take a minute to say what God has been showing us in our lives recently, uh, whether that's been a blessing or a challenge, a moment of worship, anything like that. And uh, we do it every episode. And as always, I start with Josh. Josh, do you have a God moment for us this week? Yeah, I got a, I got a depressing one, actually. Um, a lot of people at my church has been coming down with the coronavirus. Um, we had one guy I knew fairly well pass from it, and um, I've just been challenged praying for his family and figuring out what I can do for these families that are impacted by that. So, um, just kind of challenged there. So that'll be my God moment this week. All right, and uh, I'll go next just to give our esteemed guests as much time as possible. Uh, I've found out. Right before we started this podcast, uh, Norm McDonald passed away on uh, the day we're recording this. Oh, wow. Wow. Mm. And so thoughts and prayers out to Norm McDonald's family. And, you know, he's he's touched so many people's lives, you know, in a good way or a bad way, if you hate Norm McDonald. But <laughs> he was instrumental to the success of Saturday Night Live for a while. And yeah. It's that show has given so many comedians their chance, you know, and their beginning. So it's just, you know, remember, it's what we have, honor what we have, cherish it while it's here, because it might not be for that much longer. Yeah. So, uh, Will, do you have a God moment for us? Yeah, I think I mentioned on the on the other episode I was on with you guys, uh, this this clergy group that's been gathering over Zoom every week uh, since the beginning of the pandemic, uh, all different denominations. Uh, we're here in, in Chapel Hill on Franklin Street. There's a number of, of churches, Presbyterian, Baptist, Episcopal, um, Methodists, our, ourselves. And so uh, we gather every week on a, on a Zoom to kind of say, how are you doing? How do we handle the pandemic, how are we taking care of our community? We get uh, a scientist from the hospital that is kind of our consultant that reads, uh, gives us the latest data on COVID numbers and, and his recommendations on, on how to keep our community safe, whether it's uh, continuing to stay distant and have our doors closed and do worship by different means or or to begin open our doors. And so um, it's been up and down roller coaster like everybody. Uh, but man, the way we've grown together over the last 18 months has been been really special. And we're doing a, a prayer vigil tonight together over Zoom just to kind of know that there's a lot of things going on in this world, whether it's Afghanistan or the anniversary of 9-11 or 
or, or with the Delta variant, um, people are carrying around a lot of weight. And how do we bring some levity, uh, have some prayers of lament, uh, but also have some solidarity with each other? And so uh, we're continuing to do that. Um, and, and even when this pandemic hopefully is, is long gone in the rearview mirror, we'll still be able to have those bonds and relationships and connections that, that do what you guys are doing and working for the whole church, bringing the church together, uh, even though we may worship in, in different uh, buildings or with different traditions, we we all have the common ground of of the love and grace of God. Amen. Awesome. Uh, Kino, do you have a God moment for us today? Yes. So, um, funny enough, I've been um, reflecting on um, where I am and where I've been, and God reminded me that. Um, <laughs> In the beginning, when I started out, I started out with nothing, um, trying to figure out how to make ends meet and those things. And, and now um, my wife and I are, are starting our own business um, and we don't have a want or need for anything because God is still able to provide when we stepped out on faith um, and not allowing the fear of the unknown or what if what we could do, how are we going to make all this happen? Um, trusting in God has, and, and just seeing God working this way just only solidifies that he's awesome. In spite of the setbacks and in spite of the shortcomings, God is still good. God is still faithful. God is still loving and God is still just. And even if it all fails, that don't mean my faith, my faith fails in him. Amen. Glad, I'm glad we have the, the pastors go last on this section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always want to follow that. <laughs> right. So yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with a friend or an enemy. I always give you that option. Uh, <laughs> and check out our new podcast this Thursday. Uh, we would love to see you there. Uh, go to our new website, systematicgeekology.org, to let us know what you've been geeking out on and what we should be geeking out on. So return guests to the podcast, we have Pastor Henry Blake, uh, Alice Youngblood, Vice President of Editorial for Barna Group, probably the coolest name we've had so far as well. <laughs> uh, Pastor Matt Chandler of Village Church and author of The Explicit Gospel. And maybe Francis Chan. Yeah, maybe because he doesn't know about it. Mm-hmm, but maybe, yeah, you know.